Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Reside Podcast. I'm your host, Ormeo, and this is part of my 29 Days of Magic series, where I interview a Black woman a day for the entire month of Black History Month. Today, I am so delighted to have Trish Lindo, who's the Senior Career Manager over at LinkedIn, one of my favorite platforms. Uh, it's going to be a great conversation. Take a listen. Hey, Trish. Hey, hey, how are you? Oh, you know, interviewing lots of Black women every single day, usually. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you are you are definitely inspiring me, and I know that you're inspired by all these conversations that you're having as well. So thank you for having me. Of course. You know, yeah, it, it definitely is such a delight to get to speak to so many dope, dope Black women multiple yeah. times a day as I build out this entire army of you as yeah. part of this month-long initiative. Yeah. So, as you know, the podcast stays the same with the question that everyone has to answer first when they come on the show. And I'm always hilarious, like stunned and, and laugh at the answers. I'm sure yours would be no different. So Trish, what was your first job? Oh my gosh, first, first job. Um, Anyone, it can be, uh, you know, high school, college, whatever. Okay. All right. Uh, I love that range. Okay. So my first job, I wasn't allowed to have a job actually while I was in high school. My parents um, were all about getting good grades. So, um, and they're also West Indian. So it was none of that. You're not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you're not going to work until I tell you, you can work. Um, And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, So my first job actually was when I got to university and um, I was working at the Gap in the mall. So I was folding jeans and saying, how can I help you? You know, what's your fit? What would you like to wear today? You know? So that was my first job. It was retail at the mall. Oh, wow. So you know how to do the perfect fold of a sweater, don't you? I do know how to do a perfect fold. Now, obviously it, you know, even though I do know how to do it, Laura, um, do doesn't quite do that? No, I, I don't. It doesn't translate to my home life. That's the problem. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're like, eh, not so much. I don't want to do it. Okay, fine. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. So, but I, I do, I still know how to do it. So um, I, I feel good about that. Yes. You should feel good about your skills of, you know, being able to fold, cross left, cross right, and then fold up. There you go. Wow. <laughs> so... Um, I'm sure that you had a really interesting journey to go from being excellent at folding at the Gap right. to LinkedIn. So I'd love for you to share your career journey. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my journey started when I moved to Los Angeles um, from the East Coast. I grew up in South Florida and um, I wanted to work in the entertainment industry. So part of that was sort of asking a lot of people who were at the time working um, in New York in the entertainment industry. One of my friends, um, it was like a friend of a friend who worked at MTV in New York. And I said, well, I I definitely wanna work in entertainment. And they told me, if you wanna work in entertainment, it's either New York or LA. And they said, but I suggest LA, it's definitely warmer. Um, you know, coming from Florida, I was like, I'll sign up for that. Cause I, I don't think I could handle New York winters. So, so yeah, so I headed out to LA. Um, I did not have a job. I had $400 to my name 
And I just was going to make it happen. You know, I ended up working as a PA. My first job was a production assistant in LA, which was a lot of running around, making copies, getting coffee, and just kind of waiting for an opportunity. And um, I ended up going to a networking event at um, in LA that someone um, shared with me. And it was for e-entertainment television. So yeah, it was, it was pretty great because I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I was still very young and I was like, I'm not, I'm not even sure how to network. What am I supposed to wear? What am I supposed to do? And I went and I met the, at the time she was the head of HR. So she was facilitating the event and I shared with her how excited I am to work at E and I know everything about celebrities and I would be the best fit to work for her company. And, um, she called me like a week later or, and said, hey, you know, um, we have this one position open on our live events team as a production assistant. And I was like, this is amazing. I'll take it. And I didn't know much about anything. So it was a great opportunity to learn. Um, I ended up working on the Golden Globes, the Oscars, um, movie awards. All that red carpet posters with Ryan Seacrest and Juliana. Yes, I was that that was my world. Yes, that was my world working with Ryan Seacrest and everything for a very long time. And, um, you know, helping to come up with questions. And um, sometimes as a PA, even though you're not seen on camera, you're standing like you're kneeling down on the on the red carpet right next to the talent and you're handing them cards of information they need to know. And if, if they don't know somebody, that was my job to say, oh, that's so-and-so. They got nominated for one Golden Globe and they just did, you know, so that was my thing. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I stayed there for um, a couple of years and then I went freelance. Um, what I noticed actually at a, at a very young age was that I wasn't getting the opportunities to move up as quickly as I would like. Mm-hmm. And at the time I, I, I didn't know what that was, you know, I just figure, Oh, you know, you're not, you just don't have enough, um, talent or skill yet. But what I did was I took a bet on myself and I went freelance and that was actually a very good move for me at the time I ended up freelancing at CNN here in Los Angeles. And as an entertainment producer, um, we had an entertainment division at CNN here in LA. So still doing the same thing, but for CNN, which was amazing. It's CNN, you know, so you're on the red carpet and I was asking celebrities questions. So the world of celebrity was, was my world for a very long time, um, doing junkets as well. And I ended up freelancing for Reuters, uh, MTV, um, you name it. I've pretty much have worked there at one time or another. TV Guide. I was all over the place, um, just kind of hustling, you know, just kind of getting my name out there and sort of really pushing myself forward, developing my skills, um, making sure that I could basically stay in the game because as time went on, um, a lot of my counterparts who um, were white were getting bigger opportunities. So I just kind of kept working harder and harder. Um, I was fortunate enough to work at TV Guide for um, a couple of years and I wanted to kind of make a change. I, I didn't know what that change was, 
but I needed to kind of switch things up a little bit. And I took an opportunity at the Monique show in Atlanta. And I hadn't worked in talk talk show before. So I was like, how can I do this without the experience? But I was fortunate enough that a friend of mine worked on the show and she vouched for me. And that's how I ended up working with, you know, Oscar winner Monique, you know, on her show in Atlanta. So I left LA, went to Atlanta, was there for a year, worked on the Monique show. That was awesome. Really great experience. Learned a lot and uh, came back to LA after a year and was very fortunate to segue into digital media. Um, at the time, digital media was sort of just kind of picking up. They were looking for a lot of uh, people with skills in digital media. Were you able to produce? Could you write? Can you work with talent? And I was very excited for the opportunity to work at Yahoo um, in Santa Monica. And that's where my career in digital kind of took me. So from there, I stayed for a couple of years there and moved on to um, working for Maker Studios at the time. They had just gotten bought by Disney. And I got brought in there because, which was actually pretty interesting, The my friend who worked at Yahoo was at Maker Studios. And he said, you know, I reached out to you because you're a Black woman with natural hair. And I have a bunch of creators right now who are Black women with natural hair. They all are very successful. We don't have anyone who can speak to this to this group of women. And I think you'd be perfect for it. And I'm like, yes, God, of course. So, I mean, kudos to him for having that, you know, foresight. And um, I ended up working with, you know, Naturally Ever After and who she has, you know, she's gone on to become um, even bigger than where she is. She has her own, like, um, hairline and everything like that. So a lot of these women were just were just kind of kicking off their careers in a big way. So that was kind of my first experience working with creators. And that was a really good experience, which kind of set me up for what I, I do now. And I ended up leaving there and went from there to own. So I ended up working for Oprah Winfrey Network. At the time, the Oprah, well, not Oprah the person, but Oprah's team was looking to completely revamp Oprah.com and they needed somebody to come in and work on that. So I was part of that relaunch team for Oprah.com. I worked with um, so many amazing and inspiring creators, um, you know, Jan LeVanzant and um, Brene Brown and um all of the thought leaders in the spiritual space at the time, which was pretty awesome. And um, that also helped me get on my wellness journey as well. It really sort of helped me to center myself. And from there, I got an opportunity to work at BuzzFeed. I was brought in to work on one of their newest brands, which was their health and wellness brand, Goodful. And um, I started off my career there. I was there for about three years and um, I ended up making the shift over to Tasty, which is the largest digital food brand, which is crazy, I know. Um, so I worked on Tasty and I was managing the talent there uh, for their YouTube channel, uh, TikTok and Instagram. And, um, you know, approving all the content that goes up on Tasty, working with celebrities like Bad Bunny and um, even... Um, 
actors and actresses who were promoting their films. That was part of my world where I was coming up with the creative ideas for them to um, to work with Tasty because they all love Tasty. So that was a lot of fun. And um, I still keep in touch with a lot of those folks, a lot of that team there. And um, yes, I made the transition over to LinkedIn um, because I wanted to work with creators or continue my work working with creators. So I'm part of this new and exciting team that um, we're just about seven or eight months old. And um, we work with creators on the LinkedIn platform and help them to grow outside their network and build and um, you know, help them to uh, grow their economic wealth in a, in a really big way. Wow. Girl, <laughs> how many lives have you lived? <laughs> I've lived several lives, Laura. Several. You're only 25. I am only uh, 25. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Good. I mean, all right. So, back to the for two seconds. Yeah. Um, so, you worked on the Monique show and the Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> yes. yes. I can't think of two people more opposite ends of spectrum. What are I some know. of your favorite memories from doing working with either of them? Yeah, you know, I think that when you're working with celebrities, um, what I realize is that, you know, and I know everybody says this, but they're just like everybody else. They really are. Um, I think working with Ryan and and, and all the other um, on-air talent who were on camera, we're all very laid back and, and fun and, and cool to work with. And I learned a lot from them. Um, you know, I know that was Juliana DePandy um, as well during that time. And they're all just like really chill and really cool to work with. Um, working with Monique was the first time I can say that I had a black woman as boss and somebody black. So I was like, this is great. You know, just it was, the, it was on BET. So it was, you know, majority of the production crew were all black, which I hadn't had that experience as of yet working in entertainment in LA. So for me, it was really exciting. I mean, you know, the chance to work with everyone who had come from so many different spaces, um, Working with Monique, I think, was really great. She was always very kind. And, um, you know, one thing I liked about her as well was that she was very diligent in how she approached her interviews with her guests. And um, she always made sure she did her research and it was never off the cuff, you know, um, but she was always on top of it. And, you know, once we we chatted with her to prep her for her guests, you know, she's like, OK, just give me the highlights. And. Anything else I need to know, we'd share that with her. And um, and then, yeah, you know, the, the thing about working with celebrities is that you have to give them their space to to be great, basically. You know, um, it, it's not about you. It's about, you know, how can I help this person continue to be great, basically. So I want to make sure that all my research is on point. I want to make sure all my facts and figures are on point because, this person is basically going to share that in front of, you know, potentially millions of people. So you want to make sure you're on top of that. So, um, so yeah, so those are one, some of the things that I've learned so far. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, one of the reasons I really wanted you on the show, because I want you to talk about the importance of LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Please. Yes. Explain to people why it's 
a necessary thing to use and to utilize and it's actually brilliant for thought leadership and all of things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, LinkedIn is, is a must have, you know, you know how you have all those must have lists. LinkedIn is a must have on your career growth and as and your growth as a business person or someone who works in industry that you can have meaningful uh, conversations with everyone on the platform. You cannot, I don't think it's, it's, it's fair to say if you meet somebody and they say they don't have a LinkedIn, it's kind of like, how is that possible? How do you not have a LinkedIn? You have to have a LinkedIn. And the reason why it's important to have is not only is it about, you know, finding the right jobs or, you know, like, Hey, I just landed a new role. I'm super excited. It's about creating community and building your network and all of that. You can apply to your career as a whole. You can use it to build not only your personal brand, but your company as well. Um, so if you are not sharing, um, you know, your authentic voice on LinkedIn and connecting with people in a real way, you're you're completely missing out, to be quiet. You're missing out, you know. Um, so, you know, I share with people, um, even my friends, I tell them as, as much as I can. I'm sure they're over it, but whatever. Um, you you need to be posting on LinkedIn. You must share your, your thought leadership. Um, you must add your voice to the collective and continue to build your, your community. Super important, super important. And it's so easy to do, right? You know, you need to make sure that you have an up-to-date profile image on your profile. You know, you need to make sure that your profile is up-to-date with some of the things that you are working on currently. So that if somebody does land on your platform, you know, and sometimes it's it's about, you know, not only about like, oh, this could be an opportunity that grows my business or anything like that. But a lot of people at like various digital platforms and, and you know, not only companies are looking for um, people and members on LinkedIn to participate, you know, let's say in ad campaigns or to even, you know, have a conversation with or interview them about something. So if you're not sort of lending your voice to this space um, on LinkedIn, you're potentially missing out on really big opportunities that can inevitably lead you to economic wealth or larger economic wealth. And I think that's the real key here is that like, this is all about up-leveling yourself. Yes. Helping you get that next project, job, connection. Yes. And platform affords you that opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the reasons why I enjoy working at LinkedIn is that I get to have these conversations with, you know, creators to basically share how important this platform is and, and why it's important for them to share their perspectives on certain things. You can be your authentic self. Um, you know, I, I don't know another way that, you know, you can do that. Sure, there's other, you know, social platforms, but this one for building your business and for being great, it's LinkedIn all the way. And, and, and not forgetting it all. <laughs> like, yeah. um, what are some good tips for folks that you have when it comes to sort of helping 
kind of build their thought leadership and kind of create a profile on uh, LinkedIn? Yeah. So what you want to do when you start off, um, and I'm just going to you know, basically pretend that you're just kind of starting your LinkedIn profile, but you want to make sure that you complete your profile overall. So you want to make sure that, you know, your picture is up to date. You want to make sure your profile is up to date and you want to post content on there regularly um, every day. Um, and when I say every day, I mean like five days a week, whatever that is for you. Some people do, you know, Sunday to Thursday or something like that, but you want to post regularly. Uh, the other thing that I share is to be fearless, you know, in posting your content. I know that, you know, a lot of people get scared. They're like, oh, it's LinkedIn. And I don't know if I can like share that. And I'm like, absolutely share that. Our world has changed so much in the last two years or so. And LinkedIn has evolved and changed with it. So we want you to be your authentic self. We want you to share, you know, what you're feeling and, and how you think about, you know, a certain topic, or maybe you are an expert in a certain area. We want you to share that. It's really not about just sort of posting and sharing um, about, you know, your biggest wins. Not to say that there's anything wrong with that. It's not, but we want people to be their authentic selves. So I share with people, you know, everything that you have in your drafts, you know, your videos and your texts, you know, post that you're like, I don't know, go ahead and post it. Just hit post. You know, don't be, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and to build community in a way that, you know, can basically potentially change your life in a really good, great way. Yeah. I mean, I, I have benefited from this, you know, a lot in terms of, you know, I wasn't a big poster on LinkedIn. And so I want to say like, maybe, uh, three or four years ago. Um, and also the pandemic, it was actually a thing that I was doing because I needed something to do. Right. Posting articles, it was articles that I was writing um, to kind of get out of my own funk uh, and, and kind of show a different kind of point of view. And, you know, it's been, it's been great for, you know, my personal brand. So it's lots of really great speaking opportunities and, you know, project opportunities and different things that come my way. So, you know, it doesn't have to be something that you do every single day, mm -hmm. as long as you go on the stuff that's actually relevant. Absolutely. What you do. Yes, absolutely. I, I completely agree, you know, and I know that everybody, you know, has jobs and they're busy with their families and have, you know, robust companies that keeps them busy. But, you know, sometimes people don't even think of themselves as a creator, but everybody who creates content on a regular basis is a creator, you know, so you shouldn't feel um, nervous about it. I understand why there is nerves behind it, but you already have all the information right in your head. You know, everything that you talk about, things that you share, and that can mean anything. I mean, people post about wellness um, ideas. People share about tech. People share like, hey, you know, I'm really getting into NFTs and they're sharing about that. Here's what you need to do. Here's what I found out, you know. So you can feel free to sort of be yourself, you know, because it is a platform that, you know, as my teammate Callie says, is a LinkedIn is a platform of generosity. So we're here to support you. We're here to root for you um, to basically continue to be great. Awesome. And thank you so much for sharing that. This isn't an ad for LinkedIn. It's just a, like, 
look, in the world we live in today, this is how you do it. And it's about connecting with people in places where your next job project connection could be. And so it's really important that you do this. That's, and that's just the bottom line. That's the way that it works. Uh, and the world's changed and how we connect with each other and how we do different kinds of projects all have drastically changed over the years. So we've got to be mindful of how we can utilize these platforms to our own benefits. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things, you obviously have a really remarkable career. So I would love if you would give some little advice to the 21-year-old Trish. 21-year-old <laughs> Trish. Um, you know, 21-year-old Trish was very hell-bent at the time in doing everything right and um, not ruffling any feathers and not making waves, if you will. So if I could tell 21-year-old Trish, I would tell her to take more chances, take bigger risks. Um, you know, and don't be scared. You know, I, I remember being scared as you are at 21, to be honest. But if I could do it over again, which, you know, obviously is pie in the sky, if you will, but um, I would say take more risk. I think in your 20s, that's when you are supposed to take those big leaps and take those challenges, you know, take the job overseas, you know, try something new, um, you know, color outside the lines, you know, that is, that is what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, not just in your twenties, but to be honest, throughout your life is, is taking those risks that are, are basically going to push you forward as a human being. And, and I think even as a black woman, I think some of us have been taught to be, you know, the good girl and to be, you know, I come from a very conservative sort of, you know, buttoned up type of family, um, love them to death. Hi, mom and dad. Um, but you know, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things, you know, know, exactly. So what does that teach you as you get out there in the world? You know, you, you, you're a little bit like, well, I don't know if I should do that. I, I don't know, you know, but it took me a while to find my voice and to find my courage to basically live the life that I wanted to live and live it on my own terms and to be really fearless. I say yes to a lot of things more so than I say no. Um, And obviously it needs to make sense, but I don't sort of question when things happen for me. I know when I was younger, I definitely was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't think this is a good time. You know, I did a really good job of talking myself out of a lot of things and yeah, I would definitely share to be fearless and to take bigger risks. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think, look, I, as a child of West Indian parents, <laughs> it's like, yep. <laughs> you know, the gift and the curse that is having <laughs> the upbringing of having West Indian parents. Um, on the one on the one hand, unbelievably focused and educationally focused, which is great. <laughs> on the other hand, you end up being quite conservative about certain things, and so you don't end up experiencing everything, which is why I do it all now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, like, I think you could, it's interesting, like, I think you come to a point where you're like, no, I'm just going to go nuts about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it is... Yeah, you're right. It it is a gift that our parents have have given you. Um, my parents, um, I'm Jamaican. My um, and my mom, you know, yeah, she kind of raised me to 
yeah, she kind of raised me to not be as fearless as I am today. So, you know, um, I'm grateful for everything, but yeah, you know, as I've gotten older, you definitely kind of have more of an understanding of the world at large, um, and where you fit in. So you have to make adjustments and you, and plus, as we know, you have to live your life on your own terms anyway. Right. So, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think it's funny. Like I, I I'm Jamaican too. My parents are, uh, are both Jamaican and I think rice and peas and I can stop this but you know it's interesting I, I think that like I do say that there's like you know the, the gift and the curse behind it is like as I've got older I appreciate what they were trying to do and when I look at where my life is now I don't think I'd have this life I have had it not been for that earlier conservative like I think I needed to learn a little bit more and take my time a little bit more so that when I got to this point I was actually okay and I was actually in a good a a good space I think it it allowed me to like you know as much as it like we were fearful when we were younger because obviously like you have to do this you have to do this right in turn as you grow you end up like doing so much that it ends up making me fearless. Absolutely. You recognize like, you know, your parents like came to a new country at a young age and like tried to make, and went to go make it work. And you realize like, if they can do that, I can kind of do anything. Um, so true. And that's a, re- a re- realization that I know I made in the last couple of years. And I was like, no, really, they totally, like not what they said, but what they did. Like their actions of taking that step, that leap, mm-hmm. um, so that I wouldn't have to. Yeah, but I can take that that step and that leap now because it feels right, and I'm making the choice to do it versus feeling like I had no other alternative. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think you're right. I mean, if I if I'm thinking about even like when I was in my 20s and living in Los Angeles, like my God you know, thank God that, you know, that, that fear of God was, um, <laughs> instilled in me. Um, cause yeah, I didn't get involved in a lot of things, which is good. Right. You, just, <laughs> like, like, you were in these places. You're like, you know what? I can manage this, but I'm not about this type of foolishness. Like, right. I, right. Like, piece of it came in handy. So you exactly. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was always thinking like, what would my parents think? I can't be oh, here. I gotta go. I gotta leave. I can't be here. I gotta go. <laughs> nope, no, no, ma'am. No, thank you. But I think it but I think it ends up putting but it gives you this opportunity to kind of be in these different spaces and places. And when you're in those spaces and places you feel it. it's like, yeah, you're on the right car, we're at Ryan Seacrest. You're dealing with Monique. You're dealing with all these up and down celebrities and influencers and creators. Like yeah. there is a fearlessness that is instilled in you that you're able to do that. Uh, and I think that, you know, it is something really unique about when you look upon like sacrifices that parents make for your, for your kids. Um, yeah. 1,000%. So, you know, thinking about, you know, sacrifices and work and all that, you know, obviously you're a busy woman. So what does Trish do for self-care? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, You know, self-care for me is I, I stay at home. 
I stay at home, Laura. You know. Uh, <laughs> Don't need to be everywhere. <laughs> I don't. Um, you know, I am I am grateful and fortunate that I do get invited to a lot of things, even in the middle of this panorama. I do still get invited to things and people are like, hey, I'm doing this. You want to come over? You want to do this? And, you know, I just got to a place in my life where I'm like, no, nah, I'm good on that. I'm just going to stay at home. I like it here, you know. Um, so I do that because it helps me to sort of let go and, and, and focus on my thoughts. And, you know, I use that time to meditate. I use that time to um, write in my gratitude journal. Now, I'm not saying that I do that every day. Um, I could be better. I could be. But um, those are the things that I do. I also like to look for new shows on all the platforms that we all pay several thousand dollars a year for. Um, (laughs) I love how it used to be, oh, I'm going to just like get one and I'll be a cord cutter, blah, blah, blah. Please. (laughs) How many right. services are all now paying for? Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, Hulu, Netflix. Oh my God. So TV. many. It's HBO a Max, Showtime Anywhere. I mean, yeah. Amazon Video, um, the amount of stuff. It's it's unbelievable. But yes, I watch all those platforms and I'm always looking for interesting shows that inspire me, uh, entertain me. Um, you know, as somebody who comes from a background in, in television production and, and um, media production in general, um, I do have an affinity for it. You know, I do love great cinematography and, um, you know, a great story. And I'm always like, that's a really good script. Like, I can see this. This is amazing. So those things bring me joy. Um, the other thing that I do is I do... Um, post a lot on my Instagram. Um, I'm a content creator. I take photos around Los Angeles. My friends take my pictures. I don't have a professional photographer. Um, And I also enjoy taking pictures of people as well. So I take pictures with some of my influencer friends who are like, hey, can you take pictures of me over the weekend? I've got like four outfits. I'm like, yes. So I have my camera, I go out and and that's fun for me. You know, um, I don't charge them for that. And I know that's, you know, people are like, you can totally monetize that. Why don't you charge people? And I, for me, I just got to a point where I was like, you know, this is something for me. This is something that I enjoy doing. I don't need to monetize this. And I'm grateful that I am in this place where, you know, that's not like my only source of income, but I wanted something that was just for fun, just something that I enjoyed that I wasn't getting paid for, just a pure, just sweet delight of just doing something I love. That's it. That's all I wanted. And so when I do that um, on the weekends, that brings me a lot of joy. Um, and my friends know that and, you know, uh, they reach out like, Hey, you, would you be down to take pictures? I'm like, absolutely. You know, so I love it. So those are kind of some of the ways that I, that I kind of take care of myself. Wow. I like that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I definitely am. As much as I like to go out, I am very much like, I just want to go home and watch TV. (laughs) There's so much good TV on right now. So much. And I love it. I love it. I'm always taking recommendations. Tell me everything. (laughs) I want to watch it all. Yes.
So uh, last question for you. Do you have a give and an ask of the audience? Let's see. My give is, I'll tell you this. My give will be, if any of your listeners want to learn more about the LinkedIn uh, Creator Management Program, they can definitely message me. Um, it's just under my name, Trish Lindo, LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, definitely reach out to me if you want to learn more about the Creator Program. Um, I work with uh, entrepreneurs and women of color. Um, doesn't mean that I don't work with men as well. Um, but uh, yeah, if you have any questions and you're like, hey, I'm trying to you know, up my game on LinkedIn, definitely reach out. I'm happy to help. I'm definitely a person who loves to help people and make sure that they're good um, because I know sometimes this life is not easy for, for, for us, any of us really. So anytime that I can help, I'm happy to do so. So um, yeah, I'm here for you. Awesome. So, yeah. okay. so that is all the gems. I love it. <laughs> it was so great to have you on the show and we'll drop all of your details in the show notes from connect with you. Yes. Follow you on all the social medias and all the good stuff. And thank you so much for being part of 29 Days of Magic. Absolutely. Laura, this has been amazing. And I'm so grateful that I'm part of this um, incredible campaign. I feel like it should kind of go on all year, but I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that on you because I know you're a very busy woman so but this was um this was really good for my spirit and it brought me a lot of joy connecting with you I'm inspired by you and and hope that this conversation inspires other women to uh live their joy and to be present and to be grateful for all the things that life has to offer and will come for them Awesome. That's a beautiful way to end the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank that you. is our show.